Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sports book, but also America's top-rated sports book. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for my listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible for $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this, this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stay on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all of the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on the action. My friends and families have all been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use the promo code TBPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code TBPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits. For a limited time only, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. After a week or so off, a little vacation time and all that fun stuff, I'm back. Just in time for the draft. What's going on, everybody? It's Jason Jones, your host for the latest episode of the Rule of the Court podcast, brought to you by the Basketball Podcast Network. You know what we do here. We talk Kings, we talk NBA, we talk hip-hop, and whatever else might come to mind just during the day, week, month, whatever's going on in the NBA. Uh, The season is officially over. Milwaukee Bucks are your NBA champions, which means former King Justin Jackson is officially an NBA champion. So there's your Kings finals connection uh, comment for the episode. 
also we could also probably note too that Dante DiVincenzo was almost a king or supposed to be a king you know the whole bogey thing got blown up last year blah 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 yeah that being said let's go ahead and jump into the king's talk that's what you all been waiting on and today we're going to start with rumors you know what was that song with sick of those rumors you know sometimes i need some time some time to get away from all these rumors can't take it no more y'all know that song or maybe i'm just old and y'all don't know that song but hey it is what it is it's rumor season it's the time of the year where i don't believe what anyone says or don't believe 99 percent of what i read because there's gonna be all type of stuff that's floating out there in regards to the draft free agency shortly thereafter so on and so forth and What's kind of got a lot of Kings, at least, I guess, I don't say fans and even some media talking is a report from the ringer that the Kings are one of a few teams, quote, aggressively pursuing a trade for Damian Lillard. I'm going to let y'all think about that for a second. I'm going uh, to put this little uh, cough drop in my mouth because I've had a little, a little bit of a scratchy throat. Allergies are still kind of bothering me after my trip out of town. So hold on a second. Okay, I'm back. Again, as I was saying, Damian Lillard, Kings reportedly aggressively pursuing him. To that, I say that report, not to diss Kevin O'Connor or anything like that. He's just reporting, but so what? Who cares? It means absolutely nothing. Right? It means nothing. The Kings are going to be interested in everything. Why? Because they've got a lot of work to do to get better. As we all know, the team's missed the playoff for 15 straight years. Hasn't had a. The Kings have only had a winning record from what? Just during the Adelman years. So, with that being said, you're going to see their name attached to a lot of different things, a lot of different teams, a lot of different players. That's because, in part, I would consider it part of the front office structure and how things are going to work under Monty McNair. In the sense that Monty's going to explore every single possibility. Because that's what he should do. That's what he has to do for this team. But do the Kings have enough to get Damian Lillard out of Portland on their roster alone? No. That's why I honestly don't care. Until I start, you start, you start telling me other teams are involved and... To create a super pack, a mega package to get Damian Lillard, or any player really, Ben Simmons, anybody. Then I'll believe it. Because even if the Kings gave up, say, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, or Tyrese and Buddy, as an example. No, I'm not saying they're doing that. I'm just saying hypothetically if that was the case. Would that be enough to get Damian Lillard? No. No. You're talking about one of the 10 best players in the NBA. And to pull off a deal like that, it's going to take a lot. For, you know, because number one, I don't, I'm not, I wouldn't sit around holding my breath expecting Portland to trade Dame. And if he were traded, I definitely wouldn't hold my breath on him ending up in Sacramento. I just don't see it. You know, even though Dame has multiple years left on his, con his contract extension, might be the highest paid player in the league, matter of fact, or close to it, maybe behind Steph, but 
I just don't see it. But the Kings have to explore every possibility uh, toward improvement. Just simple. They have to explore every possibility. Even if they have 100 ideas and 99 of them get told no. You still got to explore those 99 ideas just because that might be the idea that puts you over the top. So, like I said, I'm not mad at all that the Kings would be exploring that or anything or be associated to it with it. <laughs> but, and, you know, this time of year, there's going to be a whole lot of tales, a whole lot of uh, misinformation. And generally, what happens with most of these rumors? Absolutely nothing. If you look at the history of uh, deals, either before or after the you know the draft, a lot of the deals we didn't see coming out of nowhere. A couple of years ago, Paul George to the Clippers, no one saw that coming. It just happened. Just boom, it just happened. I think we all kind of saw AD to the Lakers happening, but that was a very specific situation where it was clear where AD wanted to go, so on and so forth. But in terms of like these major players getting moved. I would go to the Paul George one with the and that just came out of nowhere. Actually, both times Paul George got traded was like boom out of nowhere. No, I don't think anyone predicted he'd be going to OKC when he was uh, um, involved in that deal from Indiana, and no one saw the Clippers deal happening. So hey, the James Harden deal, we all kind of knew that had to happen after pretty much James went and you know pretty much shit on his team after that after again after a game after a loss. You know, he couldn't come back on that team. And even then, even though the assumption was that James would end up in Brooklyn or Philly, by the time the deal was done, it had, what, four or five? It just had a bunch of teams in it then, so it became a much bigger package. And sitting around waiting on the, the Kings to make a deal like that happen. Just wouldn't do it. I just don't see it. I, I just don't think it's feasible. Honestly, I just don't. So, get ready for more rumors to come up in the last, next week plus until the draft. Get ready for multiple names to be attached to the Kings going into the draft. Because when you're picking ninth, there's really no way to predict who's going to, After the top five, we don't know who's going where, really. So, enjoy rumor season. There will be much more of rumor season after the draft because free agencies boom right after that. It's going to be a fun or maybe not so fun time around these NBA parts as we get closer to the draft, free agency, and all that comes with it. So stay locked in and loaded. We'll always come over here and discuss all those things and more and what it, you know what the reports whether my reporting or other reporting means for the Kings. And again, I'll say, cool that they're coming up in talks. Their names are coming up. But again, like I said, I'm going to remind everyone, I think Monty McNair is the type of GM who's going to investigate every possibility. So they're always going to come up in trade rumors now. I would expect to see the Kings' names appearing all the time. I'm not surprised they came up with Ben Simmons. I'm not surprised they came up with Damian Lillard. I will not be surprised if, you know, any other guy, major guy, poor Zingas, uh, anyone. No, the Kings are going to come up in, in, in several discussions. So 
just get ready but just also don't get your you know hopes so high up that you're always thinking that oh my god there's going to be a guy coming this way there's a guy coming this way there's a guy coming this way be easy pump the brakes and let's see what it does so with that being said let's shift over a little bit to actually more draft talk actually but make it some more king centric i wrote about this for the athletic about the Kings potentially having a big hole at center after this offseason, depending on how things go. The starter, Rashawn Holmes, is an unrestricted free agent. And, you know, you've got a guy like Damian Jones and another one like Ch- Chimezi Metu, younger guys who showed some promise, but their, their deals have team options for next season. So they could or could not be on the team, depending on what they need to do with the uh, – with the roster. And then you've got, really, the only guy with a guaranteed deal for next season is Marvin Bagley. And he's not a center. Well, not ideally, he's not going to be their center. They'd like him to be a power forward who can downsize, so to speak, the center. If you watch the finals, you see how uh, Milwaukee used Giannis as a center. You see how the Lakers do the same thing with AD. The Kings would love to be able to do that with Marvin as well. Obviously, Marvin's not on those guys' level yet as a player, but... That's the idea. So either way, you're talking about the Kings needing a center at some point. You know, this offseason, whether it's re-signing Rashawn Holmes, whether it's trading for someone, or in this case, maybe you even draft one. And that guy probably won't help you right away, but... It would still be in addition to the roster. It'll be something that can uh, help you uh, for the future. But the Kings want to win now, which is why I do expect them, uh, from what I understand, they will try to keep Rashawn Holmes, but they're not going to go crazy with the spending. They can create some cap room to keep Rashawn, but if that doesn't happen, they also have contingency plans on you know, veterans they might pursue. To supplement, you know, a group that, again, is trying to be a playoff team. And you're, you're going to want one, at least one experienced center back there. Because Marvin can play some minutes there. But Marvin is far from experienced at this point. Damian Jones has experience. But not sure the Kings are going to hitch their future to Damian Jones at this point. So what I did was I kind of just, for my story, just... Ran down who the Kings had on the roster at center last year. Got to be Rashawn, Hassan Whiteside, Damian, and Shemezi. I didn't include Marvin in that group, but ran down the centers they had at the end of the year. And then looked at some, some possible, some, some options for them in the draft. Guys who you might take at nine. Because I think we can all agree. The dream scenario would be Evan Mobley being a king. But Evan Mobley ain't sniffing nowhere near nine. Evan, you know, so that would be the dream scenario. But dreams won't be coming true with this. So what I did was I looked at a couple of guys who make sense for the kings and you know in that spot. No. One of them would be Alperin Sagone. I hope I said his name right, actually. since we, I mean, we are kind of quasi-live. I'm not going to go through the whole let me stop and pause. 
you're going to join me on the internet while I go ahead and look up how to say his name correctly because it's only fair, you know. You shouldn't be I shouldn't be on here saying people's names wrong. You know, the big man from the big man from Turkey. So, making sure I said that right for y'all. That's it. In all fairness, you know, I'm going to be butchering my name. Yeah, and so I am on howtopronounce.com. Didn't know this site even existed, but that's pretty cool. And so we're going to go here. Oh, wow, it's got audio. I mean, I don't want to do all that. So we're going to go back, folks. You know, we're going to go see. Can, is there, there should be just somewhere written down. I have the NBA draft guide in front of me. I'm going to go through that. Okay. Alperin Shin Shingun. That's how you say his last name, Shingun. So, Alperin Shingun, a uh, 6'9", 235-pound uh, center from from Turkey. You know, according to the NBA, I think they listed him at, some people listed him at 6'10", 240, but they had him at 6'9", 235. Now, you may get some Luka flashbacks when you start hearing about somebody 18 years old being a league MVP. And Shingun was the MVP of the Turkish Super League. I believe it's the same league that Bogdan Bogdanovic was MVP of once. But he did that as an 18-year-old, averaging 18.6 points, 8.9 rebounds, 2.7 assists. Turns 19 on Sunday. So this is a youngster we're talking about. Will he help you right away? Maybe not. But if you're talking about big picture, he's a guy they might look at if they if he is your best player available on your board. That that it would not be you could see them going that way with a big man who is uh said that you know to have some good offensive skills, knows how to use his body to create space, to get look good looks at the basket. The kind of things you probably want. From you know, from a big man in today's game. Another guy I looked at was uh, Kai Jones, uh, six eleven, two eighteen, sophomore from Texas, long, athletic type. Uh, the scouting reports all say that he has the potential to become an potentially an elite defender. And we've all seen the Kings play defense over the last two years, so we know how important that is. Again, he's probably a guy. I can't see a guy 6'11 who weighs less than 220 helping you right away. But, you know, you never know. It's a possibility, you know, that he could be a guy who could come in and do some things for you. At some point, should I say, at some point. Not saying right away, but at some point. So, if the Kings go draft, that would, you know, to to add a big. I think those are the two guys that make more sense in their range. By the way. Kai Jones is from the Bahamas like Buddy Hill. He averaged 8.8 points and 4.8 rebounds last season as a sophomore and was the Big 12 Sixth Man of the Year. So there's your little award rundown for the two guys. I think make the most sense for the Kings at center if they stay at nine. Obviously, if they trade up, trade down, things will change. But that makes the most sense. And it's just a weird spot for the Kings to be in. Not having particularly enough bigs because remember, a couple of years ago, the Kings had all the centers, it felt like. Like, if you were 6'10", 6'11", the Kings were going to sign you. They were, you know, as the league was going small, the Kings were going to go bigger. 
and they did that for a while. And so, so it seemed, but right now it's uh, it appears that if they can't keep Rashawn, which remains a possibility, and depending on how sad you are as a Kings fan, you might have already conceded that. I'm not conceding anything at this point because we don't know what's going to happen. But, you know, they if they don't keep Rashawn, there's going to be some different things they have to look at, have to consider. And one of those things may be drafting a big and still keeping Rashawn, but you draft the big man who you think in two years, three years, will be a center, a key part of what you're doing. Similar to say uh, DeAndre Ayton, who was in his third year, but he had a you know a, you know a veteran wing presence in Devin Booker and obviously Chris Paul out there. So as he caught caught up and got more acclimated with the NBA game, he got better. His team got better. And just for clarity's sake, no, I am not predicting that whoever the Kings draft if it's a center will be the starting center on a team in the Western conference in the NBA finals in three years. So the Kings and the Suns have mirrored each other and they're about, you know, every way possible until this year, maybe eventually the Kings can mirror the Suns in becoming a playoff team. So we'll see, you know, we got plenty more time to talk playoffs, not playoffs, the draft, and the future so enough of that we're going to jump over to music and today's music topic is probably going to carry on for a few days that's because as i record this you know the news has broken our news has dropped that kanye west has has new music coming out this friday an album called Donda, obviously named after his mother, and a song uh, on that album entitled No Child Left Behind. There's a 60-second clip of that used in a Beats commercial, Beats as in Beats by Dre the Headphones, that featured uh, Sha'Carri Richardson, the, uh, the world-class sprinter who will miss the Olympics because she tested positive for THC. So, Kanye, let's get back to Kanye. Kanye is a very, uh, I don't know if you call him polarizing. I don't know what you call Kanye at this point. I think, it, I mean, for much of his music career, no one would deny that he had been kind of classified and put in that genius category, whether it be his production or his rapping. Kanye was a guy who even to this day I would argue is the only person who could who could argue as a top 10 producer and rapper of all time. He's the only person with that argument. So to me in terms of being a goat, that's already established and made an appearance at the Big 3 over the weekend Ice Cube and and with Ice Cube in Vegas. And I'm actually very intrigued about what Kanye's been up to, what he's been cooking up, and what we might get musically. I mean, the uh, clip of No Child Left Behind has a gospel ting to it. And as we all know, or maybe we don't know, maybe you turned off Kanye because you didn't like his political stuff or just thought Kanye was going crazy 
you didn't like Kanye marrying a Kardashian, but Kanye really has been big on his, um, his, um, let's call it his spiritual kick. Yeah, spiritual, yeah, let's call it his spiritual kick. You know, dropping gospel albums. His last album was a gospel album. So, I'm very curious as to what we're going to get from him this time around. His last album was uh, Jesus is King in 2019. Was the number one gospel album when it was out. When it dropped, with the number one. But, for me, this is a fine opportunity to revisit some of uh, my favorite Kanye moments in music. And of course, I'll, we'll be back to revisit this because we're going to break down the album when it does come out. Go you know, track for track or most tracks and talk about what we like and don't like about the album. But my first uh, Kanye story isn't really a story like, like I was hanging out with Kanye. But I like to tell people I got one of the last, if not the last, normal Kanye West show. This is for the Life of Pablo tour. I went down to the show in Oakland, California. With, hung out with my homie Logan. And got in the mosh pit and whatnot. And what made that night fun was that Kevin Durant was down there with us. But it was kind of weird, too, because he had a security. So it was like when Kevin wanted to get in there and get, you know, dance with the people, his security's like clearing the way for him to do it. So it was kind of like anti I don't know if you call it anti-community, but it was weird because he had security with him. We just down there doing our thing, but it was a great show. It was a great show. I thoroughly enjoyed the show. It wasn't too long after that, he came to Sacramento and had one of those I don't want to talk, perform type deals and made a lot of people mad. But I got one of the last really good Kanye shows and it was a joy. So I'm hopeful that Whatever we get from this album, maybe you can get us back to that space with Kanye. Because, again, I know a lot of people have turned tuned Kanye out just because of the... A lot of it's the political stuff. You know, him hanging out with Donald Trump has turned people off. Some of his tweets have turned people off. Uh, like I said, you know, marrying Kim Kardashian turned people... A lot of stuff. But when he's on his game musically... I don't think there's any denying how great Kanye really is. So, me, I'm hoping we're less Jesus is King and more, you know, you know, I you know the life of Pablo. We're we're more into that, you know, late registration, you know, you know the old Kanye as he calls it. You know, I think it's okay to admit that we missed the old Kanye. Or I missed the my beautiful dark twisted fantasy Kanye. To me, that's still his best album. To me, the album was essentially perfect. I will stand by that. It's one of the albums where, one of the few albums where you don't skip a beat a song on there. It's things. It's, it's a, to me, it's a classic. It's a masterpiece. So, do we get that Kanye? I don't know. But I'm based on the preview we got from the uh, commercial with Shakari. I'm banking on us getting a lot more of the introspective religious spiritual kanye which if the music is good i'll rock with it i've gotten to the point now where i don't get caught up in 
what the what the artist believes too much. I mean, I have an ability to enjoy the music without worrying about the guy being quote unquote weird. You know, so we'll see what happens. I still listen to Kanye's old stuff and really there hasn't been any new stuff since the since twenty nineteen. So I guess technically it's all old stuff. So I'm gonna leave you all with that. I'm gonna go ahead and take me some little more medicine for this little lingering cough from these allergies. It's really a pain. <coughs> Excuse me, not like literal pain. It's just more annoying than anything at this point. But hopefully by the end of the week, my voice feels and sounds a whole lot better. We'll be talking more draft, more music. And unfortunately, before I go get into my my own self promotion, I wanted to uh. Send condolences to the family of Biz Marquis who passed away this week. You know, there's the rumor that he had passed a couple of weeks ago, so I kind of, you know, which wasn't true. So I kind of talked about some of his music and, you know, pointing out the fact that he wasn't just a jokester. He had some really good music. So do yourself a favor, listen to some old Biz Marquis, have some fun with that. Uh, check me out on for my wrestling fans at the. Yes, I'm watching wrestling podcast. You can find that wherever you get your podcast at. Check me out. <coughs> Check me out on Culture Calculus, a uh, show I do with uh, the great Kavita Davidson for The Athletic. And check me out pretty much everywhere else I might pop up. You know, hey, you never know where you might not see me at. My Twitter timeline normally has all my appearances. You can find me at Mr. Underscore Jason Jones, in case you didn't know on Twitter. Mr. Jones LBC on Instagram. Hit me up. Uh, see what's good with me. Uh, I'll hit you back. Y'all be good out there. Be safe. Uh, take care of yourselves. And I will talk to you again soon. And I'm gone. Change my number on you. Yeah, that's how you react when people took a slumber on you.